You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. This is the 90s after the Super Bowl, so what do we talk about? The Super Bowl! Yay! Uh, Super Bowl shenanigans, Marshawn Lynch, and dancing sharks. That's a thing. R slash, of course that's a thing. Duh! Uh, How many John Cena's would it take to fight a silverback gorilla? We talk about (laughs) Lucha Underground, and we talk about shitty WWE announcers. And John, what else? Breaks us right into the death of kayfabe and the sweet new show Reese in the Middle, and then we talk about some movies like Mordecai and Johnny Depp's shitty-ass career and... The best movie, Hostel 3, and then Gone Girl, some movie by some guy. This sounds amazing. This is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Everybody. We're talking about the, the Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Yeah, we talked about this last episode. Yeah, did we? And we had this exact conversation. How Kublai should be Robert Baratheon. Yes. Only Asian. So we're having that same conversation yeah, again? Yeah, we are. You might remember two weeks ago we were talking about that. We've just, just been sitting here on the couch. Still just talking, talking about it. <laughs> two weeks later. This yeah. whole See, the thing time. is, he couldn't be Asian, though. That actor could not play him, because like, the whole thing with the sons would just be like, Joffrey is not an Asian boy. Well, bastard. Cuba like, right had away. all kinds of concubines. It could be, you know, like no, I just he has a Western that girl, actor and then... couldn't have been him in Game of Thrones. That yeah, actor, the actor yeah, no, that it would be painfully gone. evident those children were not his. Yeah, that'd be a little weird. <laughs> Absolutely no ethnic differentiators. <laughs> be like, listen, I understand that they're like half Asian. Yeah, but I feel like they should still look half Asian, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as opposed to just the blonde children that look like your brother. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh-huh. So we were also talking about <laughs> the, the Super Bowl, and I really want to hear this. Okay, so- it was a couple days after the Super Bowl, and nothing else really matters except the Seattle Seahawks were going to win. Yeah. Yes. And then... Blew a lead. Their, their coach made the worst call in all of professional sports no, 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 history. No, no, no. They weren't going to win. That's they, quite they, the statement. They, they blew a lead, and then were in a position to easily win. No, they were, they were winning by 10. Yes. They had a 10-point lead in yes. the fourth quarter. They were on the one-yard line mm-hmm. to get another three downs to get another touchdown to okay. take a 17-point lead and win the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On the second down, for reason, and they also have the best running back in yeah. professional football right Marshawn now, Marshawn Lynch, uh-huh. who is famous for running, go, go, yes, taking the ball from the quarterback and, and running forward, going real yeah, fast. Exactly, one of the, the the best running backs there is, but also famous for when he did his media thing he's the guy who when they did the media week and he didn't show up last year and got fined like fifty thousand dollars by the nfl to not show up to the media oh i heard about this and then yeah. there was like they were like you have to show up to this one and then he like showed up at the press conference and was like i'm here so i don't get fired. He's like no he's like i'm going to answer every question with the same answer and i'm here for five minutes and then set a timer on his phone yeah and people were like blah 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 blah, blah like super bowl super bowl and he's like i'm only here so i don't get fined <laughs> and then they're like next question blah blah blah, blah. i'm only here so i don't get fined it's the fucking best again and again. The people just stop asking That is questions. amazing. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you're a top-level professional athlete and you're just going to be in the biggest game of, of, of your career, maybe you want to fucking focus on the game. Yeah. yeah. But I also then did a video with right. Conan playing Mortal Kombat with Gronk. Well, maybe you this... have a different way of focusing on the biggest game but of this, your career. These guys are entertainers. The media blitz is part of the, the entertainment. I, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think know. A football I, football he... is different than, than like baseball where you're just like, I'm going to play for 20 years and it doesn't matter because what's the worst that can happen? Like football players, they they get like three years. Yeah. And then, I, I also, <laughs> and I also done, find and... it kind of weird because well, first of all, the NFL is has like an owner group, right? Like yeah. the NFL owns the NFL and you own a franchise in the NFL. You don't actually like – you're accountable to the league. So the league can make demands of that. Like in the NHL, the owners could protect their players. Like it's not uncommon in the playoffs or like fucking no interviews tonight because it was a bad game or whatever. And right. like that'll just happen and they'll protect them. They do as much as possible to like – Okay, but clearly this dude is paid to be there and do media nonsense. Not right? extra. 
that's just part of his job. But it's like, but it's like the the league. But the most important the thing of him telling... getting a new contract is running with the foot, taking right, the right. football okay, from the quarterback. So anyway, is that, like, they're like, yeah, you get paid twenty million dollars. No, no, no. I was like, he gets paid twenty million dollars because he can perform. And like, if I'm like the day before the Super Bowl or a couple days before the Super Bowl, I don't want to be talking to the media. It's kind of weird to force him. Yeah, but him. if you're paid $20 million and that's part of your contract, then you fucking show up and you talk. Yeah, but he's not getting a raise for doing the press conference. Yeah. He's going to get a raise for winning the Super Bowl. He's still Bowl. getting $20 million. Yeah, but, okay, but like, so John, if you take a job eating bees, okay. you can't complain that you get stung in your mouth. Okay, This like, guy doesn't want to do his thing. Are you telling me at work you've never just fucking bailed on a meeting where your attendance in no way impacts your job? Like... No, it has nothing to do with your job. If I am paid to, to be at the meeting, you are paid to be at the meeting. Every meeting that you then get I go signed, to the meeting. Paid. That's not true at all. I bail on meetings, fucking all the time. I'm like <laughs> this. I was like, this meeting doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm going to send an email to the organizers to be like, this doesn't actually okay. impact my. Performance. Last year, you skipped the meeting, and then your boss showed up and fined you fifty thousand right. dollars. Clearly, you're supposed to be there and you're supposed to participate. Uh, again, and fifty thousand dollars. I think you should work that into a percentage. Okay. Last week, last year, you skipped a meeting, and your boss finds you an hour's worth of work. Okay. Like, uh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, Here's twenty good. bucks. I don't need your fucking coffee. Anyway, all I'm saying is, I un- I kind of see both sides of the story. All right. All right uh, being right. like, I can understand. They obviously he's a star player. They want to make him he's, visible. He's yeah. not going to get twenty five million dollars next year because he really aced that interview. Yeah. But okay, but at the same time, uh, I hope what I, where, where my like slightly siding on the player is that it's the league. That's deciding that for him. Mm-hmm. Not his boss, not his coach, not the owner of the team. Right. It's the league that decides that. That's where I'm like, who cares? Because that's not who he's accountable to. He's accountable to the coach and the owner. Well, clearly the, he's the accountable to these guys because they find him the year before. Yeah, because it's, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, Only as, as a fan, you'd rather decision. see him score a touchdown than hear him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, we'll try to score a touchdown on Sunday. That's certainly true. But like, I, I, like I'm just saying, it's to me, when I was like hockey as an example... The players are almost almost always available, but in some situations, the coach is going to be like, this is my fucking player, and I'm pretty sure the fans want me to win a Stanley Cup right now. Why do you have to be mad? It's just it's the just game. It's the game. Anyways. Anywho. So, <laughs> so one, end, one yard line. He the, didn't run with the ball? He no, did not. No, no, the no, coach no. says. He didn't give it to the, him. <laughs> the coach says, I don't want to give you the ball, guy, who is very famous for running short distances yeah. with the ball. Yeah. Instead, I'm going to let the quarterback throw it into that giant crowd of people uh-huh. and hope the other team doesn't pick it off. Okay. The other you, team picked it off. So is that like a strategy to no, throw no, it in the, in the cluster? It, it could be. Okay, like, so here's it's the, unexpected uh-huh. in that it's not it the best fourth, choice. Fourth down? Maybe. No, like, no, no. Up no, by I'm 10, you maybe. don't throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. You don't give up control of the ball right. that way. Be stupid. And especially when you're that close to the end zone, there's not a lot of field out in front of you. Uh-huh. So both teams are kind of crowded right. there. And they're especially crowded in the middle of uh-huh. the field, which yeah. is where they put the ball. So in that situation, after the hike, where there's the big giant clusterfuck of a bunch of people, right. if you give the ball to Marshawn Lynch, he gets you 2.5 yards. Okay, that is, on average. That's that is his statistic. He will run the ball 2.5 yards before getting taken down. And let's, more. let's say the Patriots stop him. Right. The clock does not stop yeah. in football. Right, right, right. The, the time keeps going. Yeah. The time keeps going. They've got two more downs to set up and try again. So a guy who can run 2.5 yards and needs to get one. Yeah. Has three shots yard, at it. Has three chances to run his average or to run half of his average to score a touchdown. You never put the ball in his hands all three times. Huh. Well, you don't. They don't even get a chance. They get intercepted on the first yeah, one because they throw it. And, 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 and th- does it go and they score? In yeah, the and then the Patriots go, take it, march down the field, score, take it, march down the field, score again, come back, w- win shit. the game. Yeah. yeah, win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady wins his fourth Super Bowl ring, becoming only the third quarterback in all of football history to do so. Uh-huh. And he gets to go home and sleep with Giselle Bundchen. Yeah, like, that's quite the day. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is coming up, Brady. Yeah, Boston gets another championship. Fuck Boston. Seriously. Anyway, it's like, I don't even, like, I don't follow football and I don't care. Like, a buddy of mine is a Pats fan and was like, I feel like we cheated to win that Super Bowl. He's like, <laughs> he's like they, they fucked up so badly that he's like, as a, like a Patriots fan, I'm like, Oof. I feel like they paid, like, that the Patriots paid you off. He's like, that is my feeling. As a Patriots fan, my team just won the Super Bowl. That, like, fucking, Okay, like, so, so what's, what's the other side? Like, what was he thinking? Because clearly, coach, yeah, not his his post game interview 
is he looks like he's possibly on ketamine. Really? As he's talking to the media. He's it's, like, he's babbling. Like and, like... and he kind of babbles and doesn't really make sense in a sports talk kind of way. Wow. Well, that could have just any other way gone differently with a, um, could have put the ball in the field and you don't know what was happening. And you're like, this is a guy who's known for being like the pep talk motivator coach. And you're just like, Whoa. wow. That's don't. So wow. Oh, it's awful. It, it's like, awful. It's just. But just like, but just so, imagine that. So like, bad. He's going to go down in history like as as the Don Cherry, too many men on too the many ice men in the penalty yeah, exactly. kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. what we were talking worst. about before, putting it on the not putting Gretzky in the shootout in the, in the <laughs> Olympics. It's like up there. You're like, what? Why did you not do that? Like, like without any context whatsoever. You have the best player of hockey of all time. Yeah, exactly. And you're going into a shootout. And he has the most goals of any player all time. And this is a situation to shoot a goal. I'm not going to put him in that situation to score a goal. Right. Why? Who the fuck knows? Like, it's just the other thing, too, that's so fucking weird. Like, I was like reading this like analysis of like how you could come up to that conclusion. And they were saying that there's an over analysis that can happen going into Super Bowl because how it's three weeks, three weeks in between the final yeah. playoffs and the Super Bowl. Right. So you have a three-week period knowing exactly who your fucking opponent is mm-hmm. to, like, just study tapes and prepare. And they were like, maybe it was just a crazy, like, he was like, no, no, no. Like, I know how, I know what the Pats are going to do. I've watched all the tapes. And you just made the dumbest call in the world because you're, like, trapped it, in your bubble. In, you're yeah. in too deep into the, like, what's going to happen. It's still incredibly dumb, but they were yeah. like, because of that massive amount of, like, planning. It's one of the reasons why. No, like. Man, if you've ever played Madden, you know, you don't do that. <laughs> rush, you, rush, rush, rush. Yay! Right? Got the if, touchdown. If you've never played Madden and all you know about football is from from football movies, then, then putting in the little white kid who's it's his first game and it's his big chance still would have been a better call. <laughs> like, go, go get him, Stevie. This is it. We've been holding you back all year for this. Like, just take the ball and run it in. <laughs> like, almost any running back in the league. Could have scored a touchdown. The quarterback they, could have snuck and they it in. Had, wow. And Marshawn Lynch but... is the best running back in the league, and they did not give him the ball. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. It's just like... Like, it would have been better for them to hike it to the quarterback and him to just drop to his knees right away. Yeah. And just not give up the interception and let the clock run out a little bit more. How close to the end was it? There was 10 minutes left in the game. Wow. If they would have just taken, like... Four minutes, off, three minutes off the clock, and then kicked a field goal. They might not have been able to score twice. Yeah, so they wouldn't have been able to come back ten points. They and just come back seven. Right. right. Like, yeah, it's so brutal. Yeah. Super, super dumb. In the most watched sporting event of the year, and yeah, everyone talking about it. And Katy Perry was there. Yeah. With some sharks. Yeah. Dancing sharks. sharks. Dancing sharks. Hashtag left shark. Which no. I guys, you know, you did not understand how how great it was. I just thought that like on the grandest. Most visible stage in the world. The fact that you couldn't get two sharks to do the same thing. Like, I understand he didn't. He didn't like fuck up. Like her boob didn't pop out or nothing. I was gonna say like that happened on the grandest stage yeah, in the world. Yeah, but like that's and, and apparently and the choreographer came out and like issued a statement to be like the only thing that we really chore- and this is this blows my mind too. There were the only thing that we choreographed was the the chorus like the. Dee, 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 dee. For, for the listener, Keith is now dancing. Like a shark. <laughs> anyway, they're like, we choreographed that part and then told the guys. I think, I think we just figured out who Left Shark was. <laughs> yeah, Keith was a goddamn Left That's Shark. That's where you were all weekend. I wish. Or training for the, for the Super Bowl halftime show. Anyway, so yeah. But, and then they were like, that's the only part that we really choreographed. And we told the rest of them to have fun. And I was like, you clearly didn't. There's clearly a choreograph that's supposed to be happening. And he's like, and that's why he's like, we wanted this Tweedledee and Tweedledum attitude and like a dichotomy between the sharks. I was like, no, you didn't. You're just lying. Left shark was just like, whatever. I'm going to dance and have fun. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I think it was Russell Brand. <laughs> I think Left shark was Russell Brand trying to undermine her performance. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you go on the internet, everybody loves Left shark. Yeah. There's like a million memes that have. I saw a pornographic drawing of Left Shark today, and I didn't get the joke because I didn't know any of this stuff. Cause I right Shark the... did an AMA. Did he? He was like, I was one of the sharks, and everyone was like, Left Shark? He's like, no. And they're like, boo. <laughs> Wait. His left? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe he was Left Shark, and he just doesn't know. No. 
Because <laughs> left shark on the screen was not left shark on the stage. Exactly. He wasn't yeah. Katy Perry's left shark. Is right shark. Go oh, sort shit. this out. He's a professional dancer. He might not be the brightest. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of watching a pornographic image of left shark uh-huh. or seeing a pornographic oh, image. Oh, God. This is going to be the worst segue ever. I found or a subreddit <laughs> called uh, r slash of course that's a thing. Okay. It's a fucking fantastic subreddit. It sometimes links to websites, but it's the best is when it links to... On Reddit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What? But most of what it links to are other subs. Okay. For instance, I learned that there is not only a subreddit for aeromorphs, but I learned what aeromorphs were. What's an aeromorph? You want to take a gander? Aeromorph. Come on, uh, take a guess. People who make sculptures out of aero chocolate bars. Nope. John? Uh, really pornographic drawings of airplanes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am from the internet. Yes. Photographic pictures of air. I've actually seen some of those. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm just like, scrolling through. Like, of course that's a thing. Exactly. You're like, oh, of course that's a thing. It's actually slash r slash of course that's a thing. Yep. Amazing. As a quick side note, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> those ratings do count. Well, of course that's a thing is also where I found the... The, w- the thing about the jars? Yeah, the, 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 the WTJ, no, the WTMJW, whatever, like yeah. a super long string of letters, which is basically, like, I'm getting it wrong, but it's when the water hits the milk jar in such a way that it creates a bubble. Yes. <laughs> it's like when the water hits the top of the milk jar and makes, like, a perfect bubble shower around it. And it's just GIFs and videos. Of tons. That. Tons. There's so many pictures of that bubble. Like, who the fuck? And it's only milk jugs, right? Like, what the fuck? Of course that's a thing. Of course that's a thing. Yeah, there's a, a subreddit, uh, just shitty Pokemon theories. Yeah. They're just people, like, sharing the worst fan theories of Pokemon ever. Like, And, like, discussing them super serious. Kind of like yeah. shitty-ass science. Yeah. But they're just sort of like... Pokemon don't have penises because they mate by kissing. And then it's like episode by episode, like <laughs> like here and this and this, and this is how this Pokemon happened. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Uh, these people. It's the yeah. best. So yeah. Squirtle really awful. Why does Squirtle kiss a lot of Pokemon? No, he spits water out of his mouth. He does. It's his, yeah, no, like he spits no. out of his mouth? Yeah. He, he only gets like the tubes on his back and he like evolves. Yeah. Basic Squirtle just spits water out of his mouth. Uh-huh. If that's his sexual organs... Yes. Uh, yeah, there we go. Whatever, man. Squirtle's a stud. That's why he's got the cool sunglasses. Yes. Anyway. Uh-huh. So, yes. Just R, of course, that's a thing. It's pretty, uh, pretty good times. That sounds good. There's uh, another subreddit. A fairly active subreddit devoted to uh, discussion uh, about who would win in a fight. John Cena versus a gorilla. Which was obviously going to be a gorilla, but then they obviously. were like, 10 John Cena's. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like ten John Cena's could take a gorilla. That's they were like, that's a lot of that's a lot <laughs> of John Cena. As long as John's, as long as a few of them, like they're working as a unit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. I was like, as long as a few of them understand that they will die, uh-huh. I think that a few John Cena's could take down a gorilla. How many of them are wearing the chain? The chain gang. Yeah. To hustle, loyalty, respect. They're all, they, uh, like he came out with a big like chain and a padlock for a long yeah, time. The, the prototype. Yeah. No. No. The, Oh no! When he was chain gang, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, at the end of attitude, or, or no, whatever. The, when he was Ruth's shooting aggression. with Carlito. End of ruthless aggression. When he was shooting with Carlito. Yeah, end of ruthless aggression era. Yes. I feel yeah. like even yeah. two or three John Cena's could take a, a gorilla. John Cena's in extremely He's really, good shape. Really, but like he can big. lift five hundred pounds. Yeah, like you put the put the gorilla into the fu. Couple to keep him busy, and then one. Yeah, choke out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I doubt you could choke him out. John Cena puts on like the weakest like throat submission in the world, though. I don't think the gorilla would tap. Like the STF is so soft. You think the gorilla would tap? (laughs) No. Under uh, (laughs) under what circumstances a gorilla going to tap? John Cena. It's it's Coco. John. (laughs) (laughs) He just wants his kid in. Why is John Cena beating him up? God damn it. And he's doing the little sign for please stop. <laughs> Ref's looking around, doesn't know sign language. Yeah. Like, fuck. No, because John Cena has the move where he puts on the STF, which is where he like locks his arms straight kind of around the guy's throat. But it's like, if you listen to the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, he there was a period where he bitched about it just constantly. He was like, just tighten it up, John. 
Like, not John Cena's not on the podcast. Like, Stone Cold's like, that move looks terrible the way you do it. <laughs> like, just fucking tighten it up. Like, I know and you if- want to protect a guy, whatever, but like a bit of pressure on the side of his head, it's not going to... If anyone knows this, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, who made the sharpshooter look like the most dangerous thing that has ever happened. Blood gushing out of his fucking face. Wikipedia indicates that gorillas range between, uh, male gorillas range between 300 and 400 pounds. Right. I feel like two or three John Cena's could easily take down one of those guys. It's so strong. Yeah. Like gorillas so stronger are than a dude. Crazy Mark, stronger. Like that's the thing. Is Mark like, Henry is like, between two and three, yeah, three yeah, and four hundred yeah. pounds, right? Like, I mean, they use their muscles differently than human beings. Like yeah. they're they're just. Like, I guess what I'm saying is like I yeah. feel like definitely there'd be John Cena casualties in this yeah, fight. Yeah, like, for but sure. I feel John Cena could probably take down a bunch of gorillas. Man, no, a bunch of John Cena's could right. take down a gorilla. <laughs> that's the one. I want to live in a world where we could see that deadliest like, warrior come back and get on it yeah exactly yeah. Put, use your fucking robot like your your fight program <laughs> where they put the data program, in the fight yeah, program and determine in a thousand fights 10 john cena <laughs> like, from slytherin studios exactly yeah. max geiger that is not yeah, your yeah. real name <laughs> you are not a programmer named max geiger <laughs> you're just lying to us why is that show not on anymore how did Spike let a show like that go? Did they? Yeah. It only seasons. had two, three? Three seasons. Well, yeah. it kind of like... I don't know. I, I really didn't like the direction on that show. Like oh, they, God, they, no. There was so much to complain about. And there was so much just like dwelling on the same shitty shot and just like rehashing the same thing over and over again. Like, well, it was so like little, Mythbusters that way. Yeah, there's so little content in an actual hour of show, but like... I don't know. Could like, have been so good. like a method, and I mean, they, I wouldn't even care if they started matching up people that had like fought previous. Like, I mean, we had it. The pirate fought the ninja that time, but now yeah. make the fucking pirate fight a Spartan. I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. Or, or I'll, I'll watch repeat matchups, just some new weapons, and who cares? Or or do completely unfair matchups, and then see just like how oh, often? Would be. Yeah, well, how often like ten Romans managed to win against like. A bunch of gangs, like Spetsnaz, you know, like like for sure they're going to lose most of the time. But every now and again, those those Roman legionnaires are going to take like, them. Huh, a kill with a gladius. It's, it's like when you're playing, <laughs> like when you're playing Civilization yeah, on the yeah. hardest difficulty, and you have a settler unit, and somebody comes by in a battleship, and your settler accidentally takes out the battleship, and you're like, I, I want to see that. <laughs> like, I'd like to see this. It happened one in a million. Why times. did I turn off animations? <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, I uh-huh. started yeah. watching Lucha Underground. Of course, as you do. Uh, so Robert. Also, Rod- your girlfriend was out of town all weekend. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that helps. Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, do you know what El Rey is? El Rey is a TV station that Robert Rodriguez owns, which I was like, this is amazing because it's named after the character from it's named Planet after Tower. the character from Planet Terror, El Rey. It also just means the Ray, like R E Y. <laughs> and as near as I can tell, it shows Dust Till Dawn and Lucha Underground. I don't know what else it plays. <laughs> Do you get this channel? No, 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 no. no. This is from the internet. And apparently, it also it's a they have bandwidth in like Southern America or and also Mexico. And a lot of their shows all have Spanish. Like Lucha Underground has a Spanish feed and an English feed. Two separate announcers and whatever. The Spanish announce table. There was a spot that happened on the English announce table, and the Spanish announce <laughs> table didn't get it. Like, I was like, ah, hilarious. Yeah. So anyway, so it's like luchador fighting, but with uh, there's a few weird things that it does. I mean, first of all, it's like luchador fighting, so it's like a thousand times more fast paced than anything that it's like a hundred percent luchadors. Uh, well, not they're not all mass luchadors, but okay. it's like all of the fighting is like luchador style. So like lots Lucha of libre. Lucha libre. Okay. So like lots of flippies and whatever, spinning and, around and whatever. So they do that. Um, they also have these like pre-made vignettes that play in between the matches that are like supposed to occur backstage, but okay. are like obviously very clearly pre-recorded, and yeah. it's like very like dark and serious because there's like this whole storyline that the guy that owns it has like opened up this underground fighting thing, and like they have like one of the characters like Conan. Conan is training Prince Puma, and like the announcers are like, man, like. Prince Puma, like, doesn't know that Conan's the worst because he's new. So it's, like, this whole, like, thing that's happening backstage that you're, like, watching. And they're, like, almost filming these weird little, like, Breaking Bad vignettes of, like, <laughs> these, like, like, the guys can't act because they're all wrestlers. Right. But they're, like, not just, like, backstage talking points. They're, like, little, like, mini-movies 
of the actors in between the matches, which is kind of cool. And it's like really serious? Yeah, it's like very serious. And but, a, a, but very badly acted. Very badly acted. <laughs> this sounds like, like when they switched to... You remember in Arrested Development when they'd show like Spanish TV? Yeah. Yeah. Not that bad. No. It's not that bad. And but no but uh, the production value is very high on it. Like it huh. looks good. Like the only thing Robert that... Rodriguez is taking care of this. Oh, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Knows it. how to stretch a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> really 100%. Yeah. Uh yeah, and it's I'm like gonna direct this and run the cameras, I'll play the music, I'll edit it. Okay. Uh, the other I'm thing get slammed. I don't know what. <laughs> super strange about it is that there's no instant replays. Like Whereas the WWE does that just constantly. Like, if there's, like, if a guy, like, jumps and, like, does a fucking 360 spinny thing to the outside and hits the guy, there is no instant replay on that whatsoever. Hmm. They're, like, the match is just, like, it is happening. A little too many camera angle shifts. Apparently it settles down later because, obviously, it's, like, it's pre-taped. So they have all the camera angles to, like, cut it together to look a little bit more like does, a... Does the announce team actually talk about the move as it's happening? Oh, absolutely. The, the announce team are Matt Stryker and Vampiro. So, they're like two guys that fucking know what they're talking about. And, like, Matt Stryker is one of the best, in my opinion, like, pro wrestling announcers, like, there possibly is. Like, he'll sell stuff that, like, even as a wrestling fan, I'm like, oh, that's really smart. Like, they were talking about, like, having the, having the guys, like, hand over his mouth when he locked in the, uh, locked in a crossface. He's like, in addition to that being, like, a submission move, like, it's pulling your neck back. It's also cutting off your windpipe. So even if he kicks out, you can go for a quick pin, and he's going to be out of breath, so he might not have the energy to kick up. And I was like, you just made the cross face better. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just sort of like, I was like, I have no reason to think that, but, like, you just made a submission move seem, like, more impressive because you're like, even if he breaks the maneuver, if you go for a quick pin, you know, you're like... Good the, job, announcer. You're yeah, like, the, yeah. the internet's been harping on the WWE a lot lately for that, and well, I just—it's—I can't even get past it anymore. Someone brought it to my attention, and it's ruined it. What? Fucking awful. That the announcers, that the announcers are, terrible. are terrible. That that Cole and King and JBL. Well, King's off right. Good. Booker's uh, Booker's been replaced. That's not a better. But Booker at least puts people over. Yeah, Booker, but Booker at least puts people over, like for the fucking. Yeah, but he's not a great announcer. Are you just sass talking these guys because of your professional experiences? Announcers? No, because they need to fucking well, yeah. put the product over. I think. Yeah. No, no, but there's a there's like a thing like we can't get sidetracked as a match is happening, and talking about other stuff like the web or the apps or oh man, this app is really good because you're saying that the product is not exciting. Right. Like if you're not sitting there watching a match that's you're trying to people have paid money to go see uh-huh. because there's a. WWE app, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, but they're obviously good. paid to sell that nonsense. And, yeah, and it's a well, mistake. Well, and, yeah. they're, 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 and like they're almost like particularly apparently, it devalues the product that you want other people to pay for. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like they'll, they'll, like they'll do this. Like they're a hundred percent. They have like earpieces in, and they get told what to say. Almost like they're mouthpieces for people who are actually making the decision. Like bring huh. up this, plug this, plug that. So it's like blaming it directly on the dudes is not Very necessarily fair. fair. Yeah, but it's like blaming it on the company. Kind of is, because you're like, how is this fucking happening? And if you go down to NXT, their developmental, it doesn't happen. Right. Like, the NXT announcers are, like, a thousand times better. They do the stuff like selling the move, putting the move over. That's a difficult move to pull off. That move was developed by this person. And like, Oh, my God. That thing looked so painful. Exactly. Oh. Like, Cesaro, one of the things Cesaro does is he picks up the man by the legs and spins him around, like, 30 times. Okay. It's like an old-timey wrestling move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, goofy and silly. However, like William Regal on NXT was just sort of he's like a lot of people are like fan like this move is like a fan favorite and it's like it's, it's quite spectacle. What a lot of people don't realize is that with the centrifugal force of that move, you're actually extending all of his muscles and making him dizzy. He's going to be an easy pin after that. You know, he's like he's going to be sore after being stretched out from the spin and he's going to be very dizzy and disoriented. Do and you, I was like, do you buy that? Because I... I don't buy that, <laughs> but like you have to. You're fucking watching a make believe fight. You're like, right. why is he spinning the man around thirty times in a make believe fight? Okay, like. I don't but if the action in the ring isn't interesting to the people who are talking about the action in the ring, right? If like one guy punches another guy in the face, and the people who are trying to describe the action are like talking so, about the uh, match I, that comes up later, I can't believe that John Cena is going to come out here later and talk about his contract, right? Then I am not going to be interested in what I'm watching, right? right, right. Like, oh, I'll just come back later when John Cena something is interesting is, yeah. is going on. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Huh. It's yeah. <laughs> To the point where I can't. It hurts me to watch it now. It's, it's rough. I've downloaded a couple episodes. I'm like, even? I can't. I can't even. 
Especially compared to, especially because you know that they can do it. The NXT pay per view was so good. Yeah. So I, I haven't listened to the whole thing. You heard of Triple H's Stone Cold podcast? I have not. Ooh, that sounds like a good. Is kayfabe dead? Yes, it is. First question. <laughs> like I was like, whoa! Just fuck you, everybody. <laughs> Explain why. What? Explain why. Well, because Triple H is like they're they're obviously like. Triple H is going to eventually run the company and all that stuff. Okay. And Triple H seems to push forward the idea, like with the shows like Total Divas, with a lot of the stuff that they're doing, that they're like, it's, they are people playing a part. And it was like, we don't need to pretend that they're that guy for real anymore. Like, mm-hmm. and apparently the reason that that's not being further pushed is because of like Vince and like. Yeah, but isn't that, isn't that like a tradition in wrestling? Like it's kind of. A little bit, part but of it's the also gimmick? at the same time. Like who? Like I can I when I watch Bray Wyatt or The Undertaker or whatever, I'm like, that's not a magic fucking person. Maybe that's... there are some people who are. Maybe. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, think we, we don't we don't live in the 80s anymore. We don't have TMZ catching these guys at the airport. Yeah, and whatever. It's like, and it's he's like, if you you can more fully enjoy the product if you understand that this person is like doing a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I find. I just think it's the keeping up appearances is way too hard now. There's too many people with too many cameras yeah. right. in too many places that well, I just saw the Undertaker buy a carton of eggs. What? Yeah. Undertaker eats eggs. Well, <laughs> you can't. But the other but the flip side of that, if you follow like internet stuff or whatever, the flip side of like abandoning kayfabe is that the audience will be in charge of who's, like, quote-unquote strong. Whereas it used to be the company that could decide 100%. Like, right. why is Hulk Hogan strong? Well, because he pins fucking Andre the Giant, and he's magic. Like, or he's, like, the superhero, and he eats his vitamins and all that stuff. Like, you're told who is strong. Whereas now, because if you know that they're all performers, you're just going to be like, no, Macho Man and, like, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat put on a fucking better match than Andre and Hulk did. Right. They are better wrestlers. They should be the headliners. Because the audience, they're like... They don't necessarily acknowledge. They don't have to acknowledge that Hulk and Andre are the fucking. Yeah, best. but if the people de- like determining who wins the matches and who gets the the headliner would listen to the fans, then that's, this could happen invisibly without breaking. Except that it doesn't because of it, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> Roman relax, Reigns, relax. everybody. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns. So okay, this thing happened. A year the ago. Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. A year ago, though, a full year ago. Daniel Bryan was not in the Royal Rumble. Um, I thought everybody loved him. Everybody loved him. Yeah. He was like people wanted him to be in it so bad. CM Punk got eliminated in the middle of the Royal Rumble. People, once they realized that Daniel Bryan was not going to be in the Royal Rumble, the last like five minutes of the Royal Rumble 2014 is just booing. Like number thirty, Rey Mysterio comes out. He's booed. Like the entire fucking arena is. Wow. Because the the last few spots had been won by competitors on shows. Okay, so they all knew. uh, So you know. So you know. So like once they announced number 25 and it wasn't Daniel Bryan, like they knew that the the last four spots were going to these specific people who were also not Who were already announced for the match. Yeah, exactly. Booze, booze, booze. Next day, CM Punk quits the company. It's probably like the biggest fiasco, that entire Royal Rumble incident. (laughs) Like not putting Bryan in, CM Punk quits. Two fan favorites basically like fucked for the company. Right. They ended up changing all their plans for WrestleMania. Because Give, they had given it to a guy who had just come back, Dave Batista, Dave Batista. who played uh, Grax, the yeah, Grax in, in Guardians. Yeah. And the fans were just like, yeah, you're not really who we want a wrestler. <laughs> you're not really you're who we want to watch. Actor guy. Yeah. And they turned, they turned Dave heel, and everything worked out fine. They had some great matches with them in the Shield. Everything, like, fixed. And now there's, like, this giant conspiracy theory that they're doing that on purpose again this year. Because they were like, it was a giant fuck-up last year, but it worked out to, like, WrestleMania 30 is, like, regarded as, like, one of the best WrestleManias in, like, the past decade, basically. Like... Sure. Not to say that it's, like, the best of all time, like, but they've had bad WrestleManias. It was a really good one lot, because there was, uh, Bray Cena was good. Who was Orton? Who did Orton fight? Orton, someone else was good. Brock fucking Taker was at least memorable. The two Daniel Bryan matches, that's it. Orton Batista versus Bryan for the main, in the main event. And then it was Orton, Triple H at the top of the show, because if you want, there you go. Anyway, it was like a pretty solid card with, and fucking 70,000 people exploded when Daniel Bryan won the belt. So this year, fast forward, 
Roman Reigns, like the the backstage story that everybody knows about, like Punk has talked about it. CM Punk talked about it on the podcast, being like, all they wanted to do was fucking put Roman Reigns over. Other people are like, put Roman Reigns over. Roman Reigns is this guy who has like three moves. Uh-huh. It's terrible on the microphone, but has a really great look. And they're just like putting this guy. He over. looks like a heavy metal rock. Okay. Yeah. He's, like a, he's a Samoan wrestler, but he doesn't know how to wrestle. Not to say he doesn't know how to wrestle. He's not bad. He's just an, in no way, shape, or form a top guy yet. Like he's still he doesn't cool. dazzle in the ring. Okay. He has a couple of really cool moves. He needs to work on his mic skills. And he needs to fucking also know how to have moves in the middle of the match. Like filler moves. Uh-huh. Like he has some really cool finishers. Which made sense. He used to be in a stable that had three guys in it. And those other two guys were really good. It was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. So they covered for the fact that... Roman Reigns was just kind of this big dude that did a power bomb, you know, okay. and, like, and had a Superman punch and a spear and a basement drop kick. That's all he has. <sighs> spear is such a shitty move, anyways. It's so shitty. Mm. Anyway, so they're like, this guy has the look that Vince McMahon wants, right? And he's gonna get the push. And this is from like two years ago. It was like established that this guy is, is gonna get. It's gonna be the next big thing. Gonna right. get the push. Gonna get the push. Gonna get the push. Despite the fact that like fans have gotten behind guys like Daniel Bryan, fans have gotten behind CM guys Punk, like, like well, CM Punk, obviously. Well, CM yeah. Punk was never supposed to be famous anyway. Like there was like number a number of things that should have prevented him, and a number of people like pulling for him. Right. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler inexplicably yeah. does doesn't do not understand why that guy cannot get a push because he seems to be a hundred percent company man. Came up through FCW, did all those things that like should get you in. Nope. Fuck you, Dolph. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Dolph Ziggler. He looks like he's right. Huh? He looks like he, he should be doing it all right. Like, like he plays such a jerk, but plays, still manages to get himself over. He plays like, jerk face, jerk heel. Like, fucking good on the, really good on the mic. Super yeah. funny. Socially, social, good at social media and, like, the, all the other yeah, side he's, stuff. Yeah, he's, he's personable, too. Like, I've yeah. seen some videos of him, like, interviews and stuff, and I'm like, oh, he seems, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. He's, he's been through a, a series of shitty jobs on in WWE. He was part of the Spirit Squad. Yeah. And he was uh Chavo's golf caddy. Yeah. Like, ugh. He like came up through the company and cannot fucking catch a break. And then even this year, they fucking had it set up to build him. Like in Survivor series, he single handedly eliminated the entire team. Right? Yeah. Then with the assist for Sting for the last one, but like it was four on one. Like he eliminated everybody. Like and you're like, oh shit, this is Ziggler's year. No, no, no. Go back to going after the IC title or something. He's like, you fucking piece of shit. Anyway, so Dean Ambrose is another guy who came up from the Indies who people are really into, kind of crazy on the mic, cool, different mm-hmm. style in the ring. So all these guys are just eliminated from the Royal Rumble, and Roman Reigns is there, and Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble, so that means he's going to go headline WrestleMania and fight Brock Lesnar, and everyone's like, no one wants to see this. Fucking booze coming down. Why not? Hold on. I thought people liked this guy. Oh, no, 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 no. Roman Reigns is the one nobody likes. Yes. Vince right. likes him. No one Vince likes, likes him. Yes, yeah. exactly. And and like I said, and it's not even that they don't like Roman Reigns. They're just like, he's just not ready. Right. Like, you're just like, why would I fucking want to watch this? It'd be like, like, it's, I don't, I don't know what necessarily like a, a good non-wrestling analogy would be. It's like giving fucking like a spinoff. It's show. like, it's like saying the Edmonton Oilers have a lot of talented kids, but they're not really there, but we're just going to put them into the Stanley Cup final because... We, we think, think they're going to be good TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, like, but you're the, not the best. You have some talent or whatever. Or it's like you giving already, canceling you know? Friends early to make the Joey show. Yeah, but they didn't do that. I know, but if they did, <laughs> if they took out Friends like four seasons early yeah, to or, focus or it's on like Joey. You're watching like Malcolm in the Middle and you're like, Reese should really get a push. Why right, don't we make right. the show about Reese? And yeah, now like, it's the Reese show. Reese at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. Reese is, Reese is a little... Reese is kind of still in the middle, right? Because there's, <laughs> there's Dewey, there's Malcolm, there's Reese, and then there's... The older brother. The older brother. Just knows. just unannounced, he does like three or four shows just like about that. And you're like, yeah. what? I don't... You're like, why is this happening? Why like, is Reese like, getting like, a I'm push? I'm not saying he's not funny or whatever, <laughs> but he's like, the show is not about him. Yeah. Francis. Francis was the oldest. That's it. Oldest. Francis. <laughs> Exactly. You're like, I could see Dewey getting his own show. Dewey's great. <laughs> Even but Francis. it wouldn't be called Dewey in the middle. <laughs> Dewey at the beginning. But like, exactly. <laughs> at the though. end. He's but the you last could, like, you could almost, But like, if there was a spinoff show, you could see Dewey or Francis way more than Reese. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, why are you pushing Anyways, Reese? So yeah. it's pushed a movement. People in response to this were just on mass canceling the subscriptions to the WWE Network. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. It's like, are you mad about the, the Royal Rumble final? Cancel your WWE subscription. 
Yeah, which is fine. Like, I'm like, that's under, like, to me, and there is, like I said, there's the conspiracy theory that this was all an elaborate work because this got mainstream media attention. Time Magazine was covering cancel WWE Network and everything. Yeah, and but like, that that's not a conspiracy theory. There's no way the WWE well, wants like, their fans to cancel. Yeah. No, 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 no. Exactly. <laughs> However, the, like, apparently, there's a, there's a user on Reddit, uh, Mets fan forever, uh-huh. who... No yeah. shit. Like, really, really no shit. Like, talks about, like, backstage climate, can call stuff, like, and is accurate, like, about all that stuff. He doesn't okay. really spoil the results. Yeah. But he'll be like, this conversation happened, this conversation happened, this conversation happened, and then, like, Crazy. later on turns out to be validated. Yeah. And he's like, they did court controversy doing it. Like, they knew there was going to be a backlash. Uh-huh. They just completely underestimated people canceling over it. Like, huh. but... Because like, now, now fans have a direct thing. Like a couple of years ago, they did not have a say, like saying, "We're not going to give you money." Right. Well, they could have not bought the pay per views. But, uh, but but there's like a four week period to build up the pay per view. Right. Right. So it's like like and for instance, this is like an instant call the company and say, "I'm not giving you ten dollars next month." Right. Yeah. So and now Triple H has gone on. You, you heard about the what's happened? No. Is that so? In the giant process of de- depleting what the Rumble means, they were like, well, Roman, like, because Ro- Triple H is the authority, he's like, it seems that the fans disagree with you, so even though you won, you're going to need to challenge your number one contender spot at Fastlane. So now he has to... <laughs> he's got to defend his r- yeah. WrestleMania... He has to defend his Royal Rumble win. His- Be- but th- and that's also covering for the fact that, Br- fact that Brock doesn't wrestle ever pay-per-view. They have the title on Brock Lesnar, who doesn't have a 12-month pay-per-view contract. He right. wrestles, I think, I think he's up to eight in the new year. Which is fine. That's great. Yeah. Makes I'm, I'm okay with Brock Lesnar not losing non-title matches every Monday night. Yeah. Brock shows up for pay-per-views and wins. And it's cool. They market him that way. Like They have Paul Heyman as his manager to be like, he's a prize fighter. He fights when there's a purse on the line. Like He doesn't fight on Tuesdays. Right. Like He shows up to defend his title. That is what he does. Until someone takes that title from him. That is what he's going to do, you know? So it's like, storyline, it kind of makes sense. He was a UFC champ and everything. Right, like, right. why would he fucking nance about on Monday nights? He's a fucking UFC champ. Like, UFC fighters fight when they once, put a belt on seven or eight months, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so yeah, so then it was Daniel Bryan versus, and this is the worst, though, because it was Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins to find out who would face Roman Reigns at Fastlane. Daniel Bryan wins. And I was like, guys, are you going to fucking make fucking Brian put Reigns over at Fastlane? Because apparently the push is still going to be Reigns to Lesnar. Are you going to try to make this right by fucking having Brian job to Reigns? Because that seems crazy to me. (laughs) Anyway. Fans love Daniel Bryan, but he's a little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Vince hates him. The little furry beard, yeah. Yes. How do you manage to turn a gross beard into a thing? did it with chutzpah. character <laughs> with character he's not yeah. even great on the mic he's just <laughs> very know. good in the ring like, like yeah. that that's what we're talking about like with no yeah. kayfabe and and God he's can... good he's good pumping himself up and pumping the crowd up yeah no i'm saying yeah, i'd yeah, say like... that still counts as ring work like he has a good ring relation with the crowd yeah. in terms of like like intensity in his eyes and like fucking like getting his moves in and like telling a story in the telling, ring telling like like he's a good example of one of those people who tells a story in the ring yeah, because exactly. you're watching like, a match sells like... sells moves sells himself pumping up fucking sells his own moves to make them look like he really fucking, like, I really took it to you with that move and whatever. He's very, very good in the ring. Not great in the mic. Kind of small. Has a beard. Has long hair. And you're like, because of, like, in kayfabe, Daniel Bryan can't beat anybody. Right. But as a fan who's like, I would like to see the talented guy win. I want Daniel Bryan to win because I understand that he's talented. You know? Like, that's the... Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the difference of, like, the kayfabe thing. And that's what you also see at NXT... Because there's no big guys on NXT that are on the fucking main events whatsoever. Yeah. The big guys are all mid-carders, right? The sp- the main event wrestlers on NXT are Adrian Neville, who's, like, not six feet tall. No way. He's super short. Yeah. He looks super short. And Generico, uh, Sash Sami Zayn, who's, like, is six just six. Kind of like uh, six, six, one. Kevin Steen. Steen was pretty stocky also. <laughs> Steen, Steen is built like I am. It's awesome. <laughs> he's very athletic, though, for a big fat guy. No, no, no. He definitely goes to the gym, but he's just... Like husky, like yeah, he's a fat dude. He's, he's a fat guy. Where's, Where's a, a t-shirt? Cut, right. cut off sleeves. <laughs> like, he's, 
he looks like a guy you'd not want to mix it up with in the bar, but he doesn't look like a professional wrestler. Right. And he's also not tall. Like, I've met him. He's just, like, maybe an inch on me. He's maybe 5'11". <laughs> like, he's definitely bigger and stockier, but I'm like, huh. I'm like, you could probably <laughs> pick me up and throw me around easily, but I'm like, you're not, like, holy shit, that's a wrestler. I'm staring at a 6'5 right, right, right. guy or whatever. So, yeah, at NXT, the, none of them are that big, and the big guys are down at the mid card, and it's just, like, the best wrestlers are on top. That's how – and that's Triple H's show. Like, so they're like, obviously... Maybe that's what's going to happen when he takes over. Eventually, but yeah. Vince McMahon just won't step back. Anyway, good times. Okay. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got going on? We're like, I, went to almost... see, I went to see Mordecai oh, uh, yeah. last How's week. Uh, I was one of the only people who went to see it because it bombed so badly. Like, yeah, I heard it was a terrible. They were like, movie. "It's it's going to be terrible. It's not even going to make ten million this weekend." It made four. Like, yeah, it, it bombed like really bad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the trailer for it is awful. Doesn't really tell the movie. What's well, a January movie? When? Ha- what is the last successful January movie? That when is it not wasn't January. <laughs> That's not even a question. I'm I'm equipped to answer. <laughs> Remember that time when Aaron Hucker was sexy Frankenstein in Se- January? I was just gonna say that's the last like January movie I remember. <laughs> sexy Frankenstein. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, really? It was. I did. I really liked it a lot. It was what, like. What is it? It was whimsy. Um, it is a heist movie. Yeah. It is a heist movie. Um, Thomas Crown affair, but with a fop instead of Thomas Crown. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So yes. Johnny Depp is playing this Lord <laughs> Mordecai, who's old English uh, aristocracy, uh-huh. um, who's also an art dealer and a bit of a charlatan. So he's kind of a fast talker and he's kind of snide, but he's also a fop. Like he, he's, he's, he's a dandy. Yeah, like he's very Rush dandy. He's, yeah, <laughs> doesn't want him to get into anything physical and is kind of you know dainty like that. Uh, he's got Paul Bettany who plays his thug manservant who mm-hmm. takes care of all the dirty problems and then there's a murder committed and a famous piece of art gets stolen so uh an investigator comes to recruit mordecai's help mm-hmm. just because he's an art dealer who also deals is like a bit of a charlatan to like find out where this painting is to try to give him a clue the investigator a clue on how to solve the murder it's like a smoke screen well just like a a good resource for that kind of thing okay so imagine there's a murder and a piece of art was stolen you know a guy who sells stolen art who you've got under your thumb, and, and you're just like, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I need to solve this murder. Can you help me track down this piece of art?" Okay, hey, it makes sense. Uh, and then there's like some fun and foibles and gunfights and and stuff, and he kind of, you know, muddles his way through this adventure. Yeah, he's nice and sarcastic and catty, and he shows his intellect, and he's also not a, like they're not afraid to show him as being kind of a coward and not really equipped for dealing with the murderous gangster elements that he's involved in. And so why did the, it fail? Yeah. Two two things. One, in the movie, a little too much of the Johnny Depp that Tim Burton has ruined. Mm-hmm. So he kind of hams directly to the camera. Right. Wait, like too, a little bit too much. And I, I can admit that as a movie, that's a definite flaw in the movie. He's just like fucking chewing up screen time for no real good reason. It's and a director's fault. That's the director's fault, but also also Johnny Depp's fault. Like, I've seen him be able to act, and he could just have said, no, I'm not going to twirl my mustache in this scene. Uh, I don't know. Can he say that? I don't know if he can. Can he spend maybe a few days too many in the opium dens with Hunter S. Thompson? <laughs> I don't know how, how to gather Johnny Depp. I, I don't even want... I, not Hunter S. Thompson. I'm just going to blame Tim Burton for this. Like, this is a little bit too much Edward, Edward Scissorhands. And Edward Scissorhands was great. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. That was poor. Uh, yeah. Charlie what? and the Chocolate one the, Factory. One of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. films of all time. Yeah, yeah they're making a sequel. To the well, Alice in yeah, Wonderland? It was top ten grossing, right? Yeah. Like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That kind of stuff. You I just, didn't see that. Yeah, just, you saw the trailer for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> And the other thing is that him, those few moments of him in the movie really be hamming it up are what they put into the trailer for the movie, which makes the movie look unwatchable. The trailer is one of the worst... Maybe trailer to movie things I've ever like seen. There's like these media people who just do not understand Johnny Depp, and they're like, maybe people like it when he does that stupid shit. We'll just make him <laughs> do a lot of the highest grossing movie. I know. Alice made all this money, and, and people were talking about Charlie forever, like Dark Shadows, kind of same kind of thing. Oh, Dark Shadows, I never even saw. Because the trailer looks so awful, because yeah. it's fucking hamming it up the whole time. Man, he's if, been fucking up movies for a long time now. Yeah, but they're then he, no. they're yeah, saying he's, yeah, he's then, done he's then, done four movies in a row now that have been 
commercial flops. Um, the the Lone Ranger was the like Ranger. an apocalypse. Um, this thing, Mordecai. Dark, Mordecai, Dark Shadows, and Charlie... Charlie and the Chocolate Yeah, but you're ignoring Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Was Charlie? There was one between Charlie that. and the Chocolate Factory and whatever else. There's the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Where no, no, this, no. It's thing. after Char- yeah, but Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, no, because no, there was, the, all there's done four movies in a row. The he's done four movies sure. in a row that have been terrible. Okay, and now he's going back to Disney to do Alice in Wonderland two and another Pirates movie. Because they were just like he was like I've devalued the brand. I'll just fix my <laughs> money. Johnny Depp. Yeah, but he can do whatever. Like, it's so what bothers me at least a little bit about Johnny Depp is I'm like, why are you even doing these movies that are bad? You could be doing anything right now. You have fuck well, you money. You yeah. could be working with like Oh, because he, he was I think for Mordecai, it's a sixty million dollar budget and I think he picked up fifteen for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why? He's getting so much money. And that could have been like a like a two month shoot. If it's like a like an art heist yeah. movie, it doesn't need crazy special, special effects and whatever. It could have been like a very cheap. That's what I'm saying. But and he doesn't need fun people movies anymore. But, but there's fun people in that movie. Paul Bettany's in it. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. Um, okay. Ewan McGregor, Jeff Goldblum. Wow. Right, like the, I can see why you'd want to sign on for a movie with that cast. The movie itself is smart. Like the the heist and the twist and stuff. They're kind of yeah. they're fun. It's just. Just Depp hamming it up too much to the detriment of the character too, because the character when he's being like snide and and throwing these little quips under his breath, I'm like he. There's lots of times in the movie where I was the only one in the theater laughing. Right, but there was like four people in there anyway. No, no, no it, was it, was a, it was a free premiere. Okay. It was jam packed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, n- none of us. Give me a cup. Yeah, none of us went to pay for it, but okay, like, okay. Uh, yeah, it just got destroyed. It's, it's too bad. Huh? Like it, it felt like. If it was filmed in the seventies, it would have been starring a Michael Caine, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been cool. It had that like the it's based on a book that was written in the seventies, and I was just like, oh yeah, I could totally see this. It was cool. But who are the guys? You know the song "The Gambler," Kenny Rogers. Yeah, yeah. That, no, 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 not that one. The um, you got no wind hold. Oh no, yeah, right. I'm, I'm remembering the wrong name. Well, the, uh, the Sting. You guys remember seeing the Sting? Yes. yes. If it was like that kind of clever rapscallion. I just I like the idea of a foppish character yeah. being involved in this criminal underground. Like if Alfie like was involved in a in a art and, yeah, Jude Law could have played that role pretty well too. Yeah, exactly. Well, no. yeah, but Alfie was Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but Jude Law in the new remake of Alfie, that kind of like yeah. a little bit dandy, but like still doing clever. playing his part, playing yeah. being clever, and like there is stuff where he tries to solve part of the mystery through art knowledge, and I'm like, oh, that you know, it was it's well thought out. Huh. I saw Gone Girl. <laughs> so did I. New David Fincher movie. Yeah, wow. I watched it with my wife. She Wait took a, a lot of notes. Maybe not that Listen. new. <laughs> did she? Yeah. Listen. Fuck. Yeah. John, I don't want to cut you off, but I feel that you also saw Hostel 3. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's, let's put down... Let's put down Gone Girl, the new David Fincher <laughs> film, and instead talk about Hostel, Hostel 3. 3. Hostel in Vegas. That's right. The, the one that... Um, Directed DVD. Uh, directed TV and also why am I Eli Roth got off board for this one yeah. like this was so bad <laughs> the, the, the studio was like we need a Hostel 3 and Eli Roth was like I oh, I'm everything out, guys. I could possibly do with Hostel I really want to focus on other projects I'm not going to do anything for Hostel 3 and they're like do you want to come on as like a producer so we can still have your name nope and just left <laughs> but the studio still had the rights to the franchise so, so they made Hostel this 3. happened Hostel in Vegas yep it was not the worst it was pretty close, though. Like it was very, awfully close. It was what it, where it failed the most at was not having enough gore. Like I was like, it, it's it had like it told a stupid hostile story. It expanded the universe of the hostile hostile verse a little bit, a little without even fucking it up that much. Like they explained, like like one of my first problems is as I was like, how are they kidnapping Americans on American soil? This is going to be a huge fucking issue. And the movie actually explains why they did it. And, like, it does. It becomes a pretty big fucking issue. But the movie actually, like, is, the like... Se- the setup is sort of interesting. Like, in, in the other hostels, they kidnap people and then, like, rich people pay to torture the people who are being kidnapped, right? Like, that's, okay. like, the setup of hostels. Is that they, they take, like, random young, sexy backpackers and then trap them in hideous Eastern Europe and then people pay to torture them to death because they're yeah. rich and they just don't give a fuck. So, so the, like, that's the setup of the hostel. In the American one, branch, yeah. the same thing happens. So, like, say you're very rich and you paid to murder me because I'm a young, sexy backpacker. Um, suspension of disbelief. Right. I'm worth it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're doing the murder. Because it's Vegas and they've Americanized it, John is a, maybe another wealthy person who's maybe not quite as wealthy as you, gets to sit and watch and make bets on how he thinks you're going to, like, fucking murder me. And, and make bets on stuff that, like, Keith will do to try and get out of it. So, like, I would put, like, $10,000 on Keith saying, I have kids. To like, uh, to like, try and distract right. you from doing it, right? And then, yeah. and what are the other ones? Like, well, we're just like the various things. Like, you have a fucking like penchant for using the drill, so right. the drill is going to be a pretty small. You're probably going to use the drill. Right. Small payoff, but it was like, but you know, there is a weed whacker up on the wall. Maybe he's going to take the. Maybe weed he's going to take the weed whacker. He's never used the weed whacker before, but <laughs> yeah. fuck it. If you want to like bet a ten to one odds. Maybe you'll grab the weed whacker, you yeah. know? So it's like, there's kind of like, I was like, ah, I was like, I don't mind this. Like, and it's weird... Vegas, so there's gambling Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. It's the... like the yeah. American style of the hostile stuff. Yeah. Additionally, like I said, they, they kidnap, I mean, whatever, fuck, we're going to spoil hostile. No one gives a fuck. So it turns out that the reason that they're kidnapping Americans on American soil is because a high-ranking member of the club wanted them to do it. So that's why. So I was like, that was one of my big problems going in, and they actually addressed it. Is that they were like it was a special request from one of their high rollers right. was I want this group of people to get kidnapped to get kidnapped yeah. and then they deal with the repercussions of that. What I didn't necessarily buy was that like as you mentioned, yeah, uh, why they just kind of fuck with their system right at the end. Like, yeah, they f- yeah. the the elite hunting club fucks with their own rules and they just decide to let the prisoner go like for more like it's like and remember you talked on... about this you talked about this in uh, Hunger Games. When you're like, okay. how could a spectator watch the Hunger Games when they fuck with the rules so often? Right. Because right. you're like, this needs to, like... It, it's just not going to be fair, so it's not interesting. Yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah. no, this needs to happen within a set of rules. You can't just fuck with the rules. The spectators won't enjoy it. And they kind of, right. they don't they really accept it. Like, yeah, you just exactly. can't have fucking Roman Reigns win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was the thing we were talking about? I feel it was really funny. We were talking about the difference in a Street Fighter. That was it. <laughs> we were talking about how much can they change Street Fighter? Like, how much can they actually... Because there's a new Street Fighter. Speaking of which, we'll just talk about okay. it real quick. Uh-huh. We're going to come to Gongor. Are we? That. Yes. <laughs> we are. There's an... Just Google the fucking Street Fighter Oh, ad. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so it's bad. so fucking funny. The Street Fighter Five ad. <laughs> how, how much can you fuck with Akira? Yeah, we're going to cast white people. Uh, movie and intense. Yeah, but the American Akira hell. trailer that yeah. somebody put together. Where it's Let's like, go to high school prom. <laughs> I'm Skippy the talking bike. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but we're talking about like. So but she, like those, those casting decisions were enough to, to end development. Right? Yeah. Like the movie yeah. was just like. Oh. Yeah. But people flipped out and then they stopped it. Yeah. yeah but that's. But, I'm saying, but, like, but in terms of like a fighting game where you're like. Because they're now Street Fighter Five, And if you watch the trailer it sounds like they fucking cured cancer or something. Yeah. Or like invented a new way to think. <laughs> like, like they've just unlocked your brain. Yeah, like it's so fucking funny. Google Street Fighter we, Five, it's super pretentious. We amp up the vibro pack so you get the bruises. No, but no, 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 no. Because they're not even talking about Street Fighter. They're just sort of like when you push every day and you find it inside of yourself. One day you're gonna break through that ceiling. In fact, you're gonna realize there was no ceiling at all, and now you're flying free. Untethered by the bonds that held you to earth. You're like, what are you fucking talking about? This is Street Fighter. You, you, you think you? Keith is exaggerating with that little bit right there? He was not. He was toning that shit down to make it believable. Like, it's way worse than that. And it goes on for, like, like 120 seconds. Yeah, it's, it's like so a two-minute thing of yeah. just that shit. And there's, like, a yeah. DJ and a kid running through the streets yeah. in the ball. And then he's and jumping like, and doing, like, uh, parkour, like... Can I still use Blanca and totally cheese win? Probably. Probably. It's Street Street Fighter. Anyway, but I was like, and everyone's like, oh, they're like, we just redefine everything. But I'm like, but they can't because it's Street Fighter. And if you don't, if you don't do the, if you change the controls for Hadouken, people will be really upset. I know. Because, but that, like, and that's exactly what I was saying. I was like, and it's kind of like when I was like, I was like, but they can't fully revolutionize it because I was like, there's a, a, a system and it's like a sport that is being played. It's like if all of a sudden the NHL was like coming new in the 2015-16 season. Grass. No, we were like three pucks. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> what? There's a, an offensive puck and a defensive puck. There's one puck that is black and that puck is worth one point. In addition, your team needs to protect a puck. If the team takes that puck off you and scores with it, that's worth three points. Hockey. And you're like, what are you fucking talking about? Why is this happening? <laughs> I was like, it's played with all the same equipment on the same license. It's a different fucking game. You were yeah. like, what is going on? And I was like, so you can't do that to Street Fighter anymore. Like, you don't get to, 
you get to tweak it. You get to be like two line passes or like you need to carry things on side. Like you can like move the rules around a little bit. Like no skate on the ice. You can change the paint. Of course, trapezoid. Consequently, we have like eight characters in the new Street Fighters that are all Ryu clones. Yeah, exactly. You know. so, but I was like, but it sort of sucks as a developer because you're just like you're just tweaking this game that you are not allowed to change because it says Street Fighter on it. Like kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Gone Girl. We're going to wrap up on Gone Girl. Are we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I saw, I saw So you, you yeah. read the book and you loved it. Uh, I did. It was like trashy and delightful. It was page like... Page turner. It, yeah, it was a page turner and it was like a, like full of Chuck Palahniuk level like evil and just like despicable people but then also was much better written and more clever than a Chuck Palahniuk book. How did it compare to Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? That's my like last like, page turner kind of like... I would say this was more of a page turner than Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, okay. and it was also smarter, and it was also like just better in every okay. possible regard. It was a wonderful book. How like, would it compare to? Good night, Moon. I, good night. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, the Da Vinci Code. You're you're like going way trashier than this book was. Okay, so it's like it it, was, it's it's better than it's those. absolutely okay. better than. There's all a those. mystery twist, and they were valid. Absolutely, and right. and also there's like, but but at the same time, we're like when you're reading a Chuck Palahniuk book, you can sort of tell like he he's got like a formula that he's going to play with inside of the book, yeah. right? And so this this book plays with that formula of having like a he said he said she said situation going on, and then it twists that he said she said format and then twist it again and twist it again and it goes back it's like it's really quite delightful and fincher is just like the perfect fucking director to pick this up because he puts like so much subtlety and nuance into every frame when you think back on stuff that happened earlier on in the film you realize he's he's been foreshadowing in on multiple levels subtly stuff that doesn't get revealed until way later in the movie and this pens the pens was good the what the pens i noticed that when she's writing in her diary yep there, and, and then like little things yeah the yeah yeah, yeah. there's no word, there's no like it doesn't dwell on those little subtle things they just happen in the background and the and and like what was the other bit they were talking about um ben affleck has lived a lot of his life in the public eye from being like a young like a young actor who got super famous really fast and people have always criticized his public image versus his private life whatever and like a large part of the story is the the public image and the way that people regard controversy and whatever yeah, so yeah, yeah. so there's like He's putting levels of like the actors brought into it. I, I really like. I really recommend the the film. It was wonderful. Yeah, did you like it. I I did. I liked it. I just thought it wasn't David Fincher e really because it wasn't experimental in in any way True. whatsoever. And I thought that there were points where he could have pushed things a little bit more and not just used a pale blue filter. Which he did on, like, every goddamn shot. It was, like, orange and blue. Yeah. Every single just fucking like, shot. I, I get it, and it's its tone, and it's its mood, but, like... Just, think- just, just, like, just a little bit, you know? Just just stretch it a little bit when things get a little crazy for the character to make him feel a little crazy and kind of take on some of the anxiety. Like, And he can do it, because yeah. it's, it's Fincher. And I, it's not, you know... How did your wife like it? She took extensive notes, which is pretty terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. the book. You mean the lady does bad things to the man? Some. the The book is trashy, yeah. and Fincher, in making an adaptation of a trashy book, successfully made a trashy film. It was an entertaining movie. In, in like, addition, it, it was it was an entertaining yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying, but like, like, I'm, and I hadn't okay. read the book before, and I didn't really see the twist coming. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh. Okay, I'm not going to spoil the twist, but but the start of the book is the um, it's it's like the he said she, she said diary entry element. Right? Yeah, it's like the the wife's diary entries where she's describing the beginning of her relationship with this man and how they met in New York and blah blah blah. And then the the he said side of it is the man on the on the day of their fifth anniversary, she's been violently kidnapped from their home, mm-hmm. and very quickly he falls under suspicion as being responsible for the kidnapping. So. It's like progressing forward in time. You're learning about the relationship from her diary entries, and then you're learning about him coping with the media image on him yeah. and the spectacle the of this the kidnapping. And... and she she has like a lot of money from her time in New York, and she was also like vaguely a public figure. And so like like the media gets involved very heavily. And so things things like go twisty turny. It's topsy turvy. From you have a nice uh, 
like way better, way, way, way better. And also, like, there's a twist about halfway through, and there's like another twist later on, and another twist later on, and they're they're the other twists later on were just they, they were organic from that first twist. That first yeah. twist was just oh. Huh, yeah, it was, it was maybe a little better done in the book, but but whatever. I, I still like. I still think this is a delightful movie. Totally, you're, you're gonna you're gonna dig. All right. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> what else did Fincher do? What was his last movie before that one? Zodiac. Zodiac. I liked Zodiac too, but again, I thought it could have been. Well, it's because he was telling a true story. Like like. You can't go crazy. With More you. or less, yeah. yeah everything that can. happened in Zodiac. You can, was you can real. be you can be artsy while telling a true story. If you're you have a character that's going crazy or feeling anxious or feeling stressed, you can do. What else has he done? Things. Fight Club. Fight Club, which was which. the example of that. Like, yeah. you can do weird things. Like he's telling a story, and there's no reason that as you're watching this movie, a dick should flash on the screen for half a second. What are you talking it, about it's like right in with the story. Yeah, but it's in the. It's an artistic choice that a director made. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, Talking do something penguin. a little strange. Uh, Talking Penguin the, in Seven? Club. He did Seven? Yeah. Slide. Uh, uh, seven? Seven, seven has was some, full of... Some I don't art. know if it was full of artistic wackiness. There's the, the fight scene in the rain. Or the chase scene in the rain. Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah. It, he gets hit and it gets blurry and the rain is falling and fun. you're like... You use the camera to express... Emotion of the character. Did Fincher do the Social Network? Was that him? No, 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 no. That was some whatever. Yeah. I don't even Se- know uh, other than Seven. Arkin? No. Arkin. Sor- Sorkin. Sorkin. Yeah, Sorkin. Yeah, yeah, Sorkin wrote Sorkin, it. Yeah. He's not a director though. Oh. I don't know who directed uh-huh. the Social Network. Like in Fight Club, the, the sex scene. Yeah. Was an artistic choice to kind of portray this like tripped out dreamlike kind of yeah. Like there's just stuff like that that you know he can do and it. It seems like he's retired from it a little bit. And I'm like, oh, that's a little... Safe? Safe. Maybe he'll come yeah. back. I hope so. He was good at it. Like, Fight Club put together, there's like some weird stuff that's I actually rewatched that with Matt Cabway last week. Mm-hmm. And it still held up. It was still yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I watched it like pretty recently too. Like, and I find I find it shocking years later, like how much of that film entered into my like speech patterns. Just like, how's that working out for you? Little lines like that just yeah. come up all the fucking time. It's like so much in our consciousness. That movie. yeah, that was like I think I think that was like the most important no, or among the most important movies to like teenage males in the late nineties, early two thousands. For like, sure, for sure, sort of, for like, sure. Fight Club is like a very big one. And beloved. Like yeah. I don't know anybody who really didn't like that movie. Scott's wife. Really? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I think she likes Fight Club. I don't know, yeah. so she didn't like Super Super, so I don't even know what she's thinking. Hey, I'm going to have to make her sit through the sequel. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> anyway, to wrap up. Yeah? Scott, what's your catchphrase for the day? Catchphrase for the episode. Go. Catchphrase for the episode? Go. Stop using blue filters. <laughs> fan of the show and uh, the site in general uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook we are number 9to5dotcc 9to5.cc on Facebook and uh, also follow us on Twitter we're at sign number 9to number 5cc on Twitter so uh, and also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays probably uh, we have zombies and loathing after the bomb usually on Tuesdays we have a new comic in 9 to 5 illustrated every Wednesday a new podcast every week usually on Thursday it's either going to be a 90s or a go plug yourselves and on Fridays we have fine arts with either Sophie and Scott and uh, you know maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too you can only hope alright thanks 9to5.cc we're not working why should you Thanks for listening.